Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, yo, what is up? What is up? What is up? Vancouver. Yes, Vancouver. My name, Kyle Bowen. And this is Sippin' on a 40 on the Nux Misconduct Network. Yes, the Nux Misconduct Network. Do yourself a favor. Give it a tap. Give it a swipe. Boom, bam. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. And that's wherever, yes, wherever you listen to your hockey podcast, okay? Woo! That's what we do. Four shows. Who's Who else is doing that? Nobody. Woo! We're making it easier. Now, last night, the Canucks, they picked up the dub. The first meaningful win in a long time. Let's be real. Let's be honest. And it was it was fun. It was. It felt right. I texted the homies today. I said, this is who Kyle Bowen is. I feel normal. I missed this Kyle Bowen. I've also told the people, too. After reading The Alchemist for the second time last summer and falling back in love with the game of hockey or just attempting to do so, you know, going back. Going back in time and just just doing and, and following the things that I love. I realized that it, it, all, it all led to that. That one moment, a game two victory in a playing round and the feeling, uh, the, the connectivity to the city of Vancouver and just just embracing embracing the pressure I know we're just fans we're just fans we're just people from the city we're just people who who watch the games but but that pressure that that comes with watching the game I, I miss that that nervous energy that you get with something that you cannot control and there are so many things in this life that you cannot control especially yes especially in the world of sport when you're the dude or gal on the couch eating chicken wings or cauliflower and again being so revved up about something you can't control the outcome yes the outcome of a game the outcome yes the outcome of a meaningful game all right in the last five years there's been what there's been what 400 games 400 plus games that's a lot of hockey games okay and and i would say maybe Maybe four or three really stand out from the time from the time the Canucks last played these these important games, 2015 playoff games. And those moments are are what Henrik and Daniel's final game at home and away, I guess. Arizona, Edmonton, way back when. I would also say before that, it was Brock Besser's first game in Minnesota that that was important I remember that I remember that vividly okay driving to work I remember the song that was playing too I was in and I'm still very much in this phase in fact this may be the last time I really paid attention to the radio to the local radio station but I was with my dad driving in his truck doesn't have an auxiliary cord so we're bumping the radio and the, the song that played was Love on the Brain by Rihanna. It still, to this day, is one of my favorite songs of all time, just because of how good it is. 
I haven't been in love in a long time. It doesn't relate to me, but just that performance is beautiful. And I remember listening to, listening to it for the first time and it coinciding with Brock Besser playing his first game in Minnesota. And again, I was at work watching this game on, on the phone. That, 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 that's something that I wasn't really doing. Post 2011, post 2012, the love of the Canucks kind of, kind of was watered down. I wasn't going out of my way to watch a bottom feeder. But there was Brock doing something special, giving us hope. And then you have to you have to look what? 14, 15 months later, Elias Petterson, right? Elias Petterson against Calgary. I think that was a meaningful game. That gave a lot of hope to the people. And then Quinn Hughes later that season playing his first game against LA. That was meaningful. We, we just talked about four games. Four games in the last in the last 500. Is it 500? Am I doing my math right? Five years, eight. Um, I'm an idiot, yo. I'm an idiot. That's around 400 games, okay? Okay? Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. Nonetheless, meaningful games are back and and it felt it felt good to be on the on the good side of one of those meaningful meaningful games. We got a meaningful win and I feel as if I feel as if this is what it's all about. This is what being from Vancouver is all about. I'm happy. I'm happy. That being said, we do have to talk about some. Yeah, we, we do have to talk about some sad news today. We, we really do. Michael Ferlin going back to Manitoba, going back home, leaving the bubble. Now Sportsnet is saying that he is he's ruled out for what? The Minnesota series? They're not saying that he's gone forever, but but just this one round. I'm thinking it's it's over. I'm thinking it's over. And there's no word on what happened and where this injury injury lies, but you can connect the dots here, right? And, and even though assumptions should be illegal, we can assume here because the evidence and what we've seen this year alone, I mean, you can forget about his concussion history in Calgary and Carolina. Carolina last year. But even if you just look at the last, what? The last, what, 10 months of his Canuck career? This is scary. This is scary. Now, a couple things. Okay, I'm seeing Twitter blow up. I've seen people, people lash out on the Canucks. What was management thinking? What were the doctors thinking? What was Travis Green thinking? Were they putting pressure on this dude to come back into the lineup? I don't think so. I've never really thought, thought that way. The word pressure pressuring someone to come back, pressuring an adult with concussion history and a family to come back. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I don't want to go down that path. That's, 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 that sounds kind of stupid. I mean, look at the scenario, right? It's 2020. It's the, it's the bubble cup. Ferland practically didn't play this season. And when he tried returning, while, while suiting up for the Comets, he played a couple minutes. It seemed over. It, it seemed scary. It seemed not worth it. Why would the organization 
pushing back to again play in the bubble when, when they were doing i was gonna say just fine but hey the canucks were a better team this year than they were last and, and they didn't have verlin in the lineup you know what i'm saying i just don't see them pressuring a guy that they didn't even have in the lineup to come back and, and this is where this is where i have to put this on Furland, right and we have to do that and there's not really a a negative slight on that there really isn't it really is what it is Furland got himself back into shape Furland pushed himself to be one of the better players at the bubble training camp Furland got himself back in the lineup it's these athletes, man. They're, they're wired differently. Nothing was going to stop him. Nothing. And there he was in his first real game back, dropping the gloves off a face-off. A face-off. Because it's a big game. It's a meaningful game. And things were getting physical. And that's just the way he plays the game he loves. That's probably the way he'll always play. The game he loves. That's just the way Michael Ferland does work. That's just a fact. It's it's unfortunate. It really is. It really, really is. It, it it's one of those things, right? He gets into a fight, and, and Bondi was in the studio, and we were talking about this. We we respected the fact. That he would go out there and drop the gloves in front of his teammates when his teammates know that he really doesn't have to do so. He really shouldn't be doing so. But imagine how that roster felt. Imagine how much how much respect they have for Ferland after that. We don't play. We're just we're just fans who get riled up for these things. I guess I can only speak for myself. You know, he drops the gloves. I'm into it. I'm into it. Am I amazed? Am I astonished that Perland, after practically missing a year, is risking it again for for a fight after a face-off once again with Marcus Felino? Yeah, I am astonished, but I'm still I'm still captivated. Will that ever change? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Get well soon. Get well soon. And there really... There really is, right? Only one person to quote-unquote blame. And blame is, is a dark word. It really is. And maybe I should be looking for another. But but I would think that Ferland would... Would say so himself. He knew what he was doing. And he probably wouldn't have it any other way. You know, pushing himself, getting him back, getting himself back in the lineup, and being out on the ice in a big game, playing the game he loves to play and the way he loves to play it. Athletes, man, they're just wired differently. Michael Furland is wired differently. You could argue that, based on what we saw, nobody enjoys playing the game more than Michael Furland. Ironic, yes, but it's true because he he really ri he really is risking it all. 
for the game of hockey. Get well soon. Get well soon. Get well soon. It's it's scary, and it also is what it is. And and the easy answer is is what is what. Ride off into the sunset, collect a check because you deserve to do so, and go get better. And we can we can say it's easy to find another passion because that's the thing here, right? Guy's got a family. He has people he loves, but we're human beings. And once you fall fall in love with something that you're that you're passionate about, oh, we got Trevor Beggs in here. Yo, Trevor, open the door. Is it locked? Okay, Trevor Beggs is here, and we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna take much more time. I, I was ending the episode on, on this front. Michael Furland knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing, and people are gonna point their fingers at the Canucks, at Travis Green, at the fans. He knew what he was doing, and I don't think he would have it any other way. And I, and I know that sounds crazy, okay? He doesn't want to get hurt. But he plays the game like that. I, I don't think he can play any other way. If there was a moment where, where he didn't have to do so, he didn't have to prove that he was tough, it was this moment. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to drop the gloves off a faceoff. He was going to do this. And, and I was ending my point off with, with it being the case of Fernland just being more in love with this game than, than probably anyone else. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely up there in terms of guys who love the game. But uh, here's the thing. When you're a guy like Furland, and since junior hockey, since he was a teenager, this is the style he's been playing. Yeah. He hasn't been afraid to drop the gloves. Like, yeah, this guy's had concussions, but it's in his nature. Like, he's a fighter. He's a warrior. And is it to his detriment? I mean, perhaps. Yes, it but... is. It is. <laughs> it is. It is to his detriment. But that's the that's the risk he's taken. It's, it's, it's sad. It really is. And... It's his passion, and it's it's easy for us to say that, yo, go collect the check because you deserve to do so. Go spend time with your family. Don't worry about hockey anymore. But we're human beings, and once once you make it to the top, it's only because you're passionate about something. Right. It's hard to let that go. It, I, it's really hard to let that and go. And I bet Ferland looks at himself as a young guy. Like, he's 27, right? Same age as us. Like, he looks yeah. at himself as a young guy. He just signed this big four-year contract. He wants to play it out like he wants to be in the NHL. And I, I know there's a sense of him that he, he felt like he didn't get a chance to prove himself this season, which he didn't. And again, part of that was to his own detriment because he was unnecessarily fighting. But again, he's just a fighter. And he, I think he wants to prove not just to his teammates that he can handle it, but to himself that he can handle it. And he yeah. wants to tell the, the opposition that he's not fucking around either because that's just that's, the guy he is. That's the guy he is. Yeah. That's, the, that's the way he loves to play the game. He, he doesn't back down. He's, he's in your face. And you better not fucking touch his teammates. It's it's really unfortunate. That's that's what this is, but it is what it is. Yeah. Has there been any, any announcement on Furlan today? There, he's back. He's uh, leaving the bubble. He's leaving the bubble. Yeah, he's leaving oh, the bubble. Oh shit. Okay. And everyone thought it was forever, but now Sportsman is saying, "Oh, it's just for the Minnesota series." But yeah, we we don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I now. mean, and, he and this is speculation, right? This is just sipping on the forty. This is Kyle Bound and Trevor Beck's talking. I'm just connecting some dots. I'm doing the illegal. I'm assuming it has something to do with 
The concussion. Well, the concussion. didn't it, didn't they say on the broadcast though that they think it was a shot block? Like he blocked a shot and then he. Rick Dollywall said that it has nothing to do with the shot block. I don't know how he knows. Okay. And then I remember listening to Sakaris and Price today, and they they talked about how on NHL.com the last the last note that they have on Ferland is him taking a hit. Right. Okay. From the smallest player, hmm. Zuccarello. But again, we are yeah, hundred percent. We're speculating, but this is. This is the same dude who came back for a couple minutes in the AHL. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, at the same time, that people thought Ferlano was such an X factor because, again, he looks so good in training camp. He's got that 20-goal, 40-point, top six, chip-in potential. But he could also be, you know, worse than a guy like Zach McHugh or Louis Erickson. Like, he could be a detriment if he's not playing well because he's not great defensively. And if he's, you know, if he can't be physical and he's not great defensively and he's not scoring, like, what is he doing in, in the lineup? So... You know, I, again, it's all about Freeland's hell. Just go get well soon. And, you know, next next man up for the Canucks. It has to be the mentality. No, get Zach well McEwen, soon. Get let's well go. soon. And you kind of summed it up. You summed it up well there, man. He's a smart dude. He, he knows. Like, if he's not playing the way he knows how to play, then what is he doing? And it, it's unfortunate. That, that's the only word I can come up with. And, and the phrase, it is what it is. I mean, there's people out there pointing fingers and, you know, putting down people who are cheering on the fight, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. I get it. It doesn't look good, especially now. And it, in the moment, it doesn't look good based on the evidence. The evidence. He shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But he's playing in the NHL. He's playing the game he loves. And he's doing it the way he only knows how to. It's, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. It doesn't make sense to us because we don't play... In the NHL, we're not professional athletes, yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly, I see where he's coming from. Yeah, you know, I I'm too. not a pro athlete, but, you know, I, I get that mentality. I get the mentality of a guy who you work your whole life to get to the top, and then you're there, and you don't want to leave that perch. It's He's a competitor like all, so many other guys in the NHL, right? Yeah, and once you start, again, once you start doing something for a long period of time, and nothing has stopped you prior, again, we're talking about injury after injury after injury. We're talking about... People saying he shouldn't go back. We're talking about having a family. He's, he continues to go back. It's no different than other people, you know, following their dreams and just doing something on the daily and being passionate about something and just being human. And it's it's deeper. It's really deep. This is... It is so strange, but it's, it's not to be put on anyone else. It's... And the, the word blame, again, I said this earlier, it's a strong word. It's it's a strong word, and I am just I just lack a fucking dictionary, okay? But he put himself back in a position when he didn't have to. We're talking about the 2020 Bubble Stanley Cup. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, the Fugazi Cup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I but hear you, man. But to these guys, again, we're not we're not these guys. But that's the thing about the concussions, wired. man. Like, you, he, he, I, I fully believe that he felt good in training camp, you know? And... Sometimes yeah. you just don't know until you get back, and that's just the scary thing about concussions. It's not like a torn ACL where you come back and you assume you're good to go. No, 100%. Uh, it's, it's always going to be kind of lurking in the background there for him. So, yeah. you know, it, uh, best case scenario, you know, Ferland comes back to the Canucks, it, uh, whether it's in this series or next year, and, and he plays great, and, you know, he makes an impact on this team that he was signed to do. Oh, yeah, dude. That means he's feeling good as well. So. Dude, best case scenario is we've just wasted 20 minutes talking about, talking about nonsense because this is not true and, you know, he might have just heard something else, and he'll be back after the Minnesota series. Yeah, fair enough, you man. Know, we that's the best case scenario because this is this is all speculation, but you know, 
the way the way things are working right now in the NHL and how everything is super super hush hush and it was before but now it is super super hush hush we may never know and we just yeah we, we barely got to know him as as a Canuck but the fact that he was risking risking it all for not only his teammates but for the city of Vancouver yeah. putting on a show for us it's um I, I just I honestly just wish him the absolute best and uh yeah. Yeah. Get well soon, Michael Furland. And, you know, just next man up, man. Like I said, Zach McEwen, let's see what he can do. You know, next man Travis up. Green talked about having 15 NHL forwards in the lineup. We've seen 14 of them already. Let's get the last guy in there. Let's four, get Zach McEwen four, in there and give him a shot. Four players got hurt. Four players got hurt. But we're not going to get into it. I got to get out of here. Trevor's got to get out of here. We got we got two other podcasts to record. Hey, uh, I don't even know if we're allowed to do this, but I'm going to drop it. I, I don't care. Post it up network. Yes, the post it up network. Go check it out because me and Trevor also record a show called Meanwhile in Canada. Just two dumbasses learning about Canada. That's what that's what we're about to do. We're also recording an episode for this network too, Silky and Filthy. We got work to do. Hey, hey, th- this is what we do, man. We just turn on the mics. We just turn on the turn mics. Turn on the mics, turn on the hockey, and let's get at it. Let's get at it. Get well soon, Michael Ferland. And tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, early start. Enjoy the game. I'm going to have to listen to it on the radio. And uh, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. And again, I, I don't want to get into it. You know, skip it. work, man. Come over to my house. Ah, work from home life. It's going to be great, you, man. You live in life. You live in life. Get well soon, Michael Ferland. Have a good morning. Yes, a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, people. But we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. We do. We do.